Welcome to Destination DIY Detours. I'm Julie Sabatier. This is the second installment in our Detours series, where we're supplementing our regular podcast episodes with some content that takes us in a bit of a different direction. To me, Thanksgiving is the most DIY holiday. It all centers around people making a meal together. And in the Thanksgiving spirit, I want to share with you a story that I told on stage as part of a live storytelling series here in Portland called Backfence PDX. The theme of the evening was Recipe for Disaster, and I told the story of Thanksgiving in Idaho with Levi, my then-boyfriend, now-husband, and his family. I knew that my relationship with Levi was at a turning point when he asked me to help cook Thanksgiving dinner with his family. And I really wanted it to go well. I really wanted to do a good job. And because I've never been so compatible with anyone as I am with Levi, For example, I like to wear a lot of colors, and I never worry that I'm going to clash with Levi because he has like three colors in his wardrobe, and they're all earth tones. (laughs) And I really like to listen to music. I love music. And Levi, not only does he know a lot about music, like an encyclopedic amount, but he can play lots of different instruments. And when I first met him, he was playing what I consider to be the sexiest of all instruments, the bass guitar, in a band. Um, And... uh, And most importantly, perhaps, about our compatibility, he does not let me boss him around. And that's really important because I can be be pretty bossy. (laughs) And uh, so this Thanksgiving is taking place in Idaho Falls. um, And Levi's always very careful to say that he is not from Idaho Falls. He grew up there. Um, His family moved there when he was eight for his dad's job. His dad's a government scientist. And uh, he's working on the nuclear site there. And so, you know, he's, he's always very careful to say that. But not, and, I, and I can understand why. I mean, Idaho Falls is not a glamorous place. It's a town in eastern Idaho. It's about 50,000 people. And um, I would say that cuisine is not the focus of Idaho Falls. Um, if you look up the Yelp reviews for Idaho Falls, the best-rated restaurant is actually not in Idaho Falls. It's in a little suburb called Ammon. Um, and that's different from, from where I grew up. Um, I grew up in a city. It's not a big city. It's about the same size as Portland with about 10 times the murder rate. Um, a little city called Baltimore. Um, or as we like to say, Baltimore. That's what we say. And, um, and I was raised by food nerds. Like my parents were members of like a wine and food club. Like they had meetings and stuff. Um, and when I was a child, my favorite cheese was Saga, which is a very stinky blue cheese if you've never had it. It's delicious. Um, and, and also, you know, my mother, she was not above cooking, you know, like rice aroni or Kraft macaroni and cheese on a weeknight. But for holidays especially and, you know, weekend meals, things were cooked from scratch. Like my mom, she makes her own pie crust, okay? And, and not only that, she has a very organized kitchen. Like my mom, my mom, her spices are in alphabetical order. And I love this about my mom because I go to her house, I'm looking for rosemary, I know where to look. It's under R, right? And, uh, and so, so I, I was, you know, I was just not sure about cooking in someone else's kitchen who I didn't know very well, right? We we're going to visit Levi's family and it's his mom, his mom and dad are divorced and his mom is remarried to a woman and we're going to their house and his dad also lives in the same town in Idaho Falls and they all, they all kind of get along, they're friends and so it was going to be all of them for Thanksgiving and, 
the first thing Levi said was he wanted me to cook mashed potatoes because he really likes my mashed potatoes. And it's my mom's recipe. It's really good. The secret is, in addition to all the fatty like things that you put in the mashed potatoes, like sour cream and butter, you leave a little bit of potato water in there when you're draining the potatoes. That makes it easier to mash them. And they're very delicious. But I felt weird about going to visit a family in Idaho and presuming to cook potatoes for them. <laughs> it felt weird. And, you know, and also I was thinking, like, I really want to, you know, I really want to come off well. You know, these might become my in-laws someday. You know, I really want this to go well. And so I was like, I'm just not sure about this. And Leroy was like, listen, my mom doesn't even like to cook. Like, she really is, she's going to appreciate the help. She's not going to, she's not going to be worried about it. It's going to be, it's going to be a gift to her. She's really going to be excited that you're cooking with her. And I just kind of didn't believe him because I know that, like, if somebody came into my mom's kitchen and was like, I'm making this part of the meal, like, it wouldn't go well. And so, and I, what I was really worried about was, was the bossiness. Because, you know, I wasn't sure if I was in charge, and when I am in charge, there's kind of like a bossy train that I get on. And like, once the bossy train leaves the station, you kind of, you kind of can't get off of it. And so I was really concerned about bossing around Levi's mom and her partner in their own kitchen about potatoes. And, but I kind of, I was like, all right, I'm cooking potatoes. I actually packed my potato masher in, in my suitcase. And I thought that maybe I would be in charge of gravy as well, because, you know, gravy, mashed potatoes, they go together. So I packed the gravy whisk. Um, because, you know, I grew up in a household where there's a lot of single-use kitchen items, and it's sort of a handicap, like I don't know how to cook without them. And so I also packed the garlic press, just in case. Because um, you don't know if they're going to have a garlic press, and they didn't. They did not. Um, <laughs> and they didn't seem to mind that I was cooking potatoes. Um, and so I was clearly in charge of that. And Debbie, um, Levi's mom's partner, her stepmom, was in charge of a dish that she makes. It's this broccoli and cheddar cheese and Ritz crackers. And that was her specialty. Um, but I really was not sure who was in charge of the turkey. And of course, the turkey being the centerpiece of the meal, you know, that's, that's pretty important. And the night before Thanksgiving Day, they brought out this, this kitchen appliance that I had never seen before. It's an electric roaster. And I don't know if you guys are familiar with this kitchen appliance, but it kind of looks like a cross between a giant toaster and like a crock pot, right? Because it's big enough to fit a turkey, but it like plugs into the wall. And I was, I was very nervous about this. I was like, this is, this is what we're cooking the turkey in? Um, I, okay, uh, and I did some quick Googling on my phone, like surreptitiously, you know, and, um, and it, it sort of seemed from my quick Google search that the electric roaster essentially like steams the bird, and that did not sound like a good idea to me, that did not sound like the right way to cook a turkey, um, and I was also very concerned, like where do the, dra the gravy drippings go, like how do you make gravy out of that, like what happens, um, and so, so this is how Levi and I ended up at Walmart on Thanksgiving morning, um, arguing over what size uh, tin roasting pan we should purchase. <laughs> and we got two of them, we got two different sizes. And we came back to his mom's house. And fortunately, the roasting, uh, the roasting rack from the electric roaster fit right into that little uh, tin, tin foil roasting pan. And we were able to cook it in the oven. And more, more importantly, they did not seem to mind that I was very insistent about cooking the turkey in the oven. Because I was just like, we, we just can't do this. We can't cook it in the electric roaster. But I was trying to be really nice about it. You know, I was trying not to boss them around. I was like, I just think that maybe the turkey would be better, you know, if we cooked it in the oven, right? 
And they were really nice about it. They were like totally laid back, you know. They were like, sure, okay, we'll cook it in the oven. And, um, and you know, Levi's mom, he was right. Like she was really kind of happy to have me there helping to cook. And, um, and she, was, she was extremely laid back on what I consider to be a little bit of a stressful holiday. Um, and like admirably so, you know. I mean, personally, like if I'm, if I'm kind of like being a little bit, you know, hanging back when, when other people are doing stuff, I can't really even enjoy it because I feel guilty about it. <laughs> And I just, I, I admired the level to which she was just like, here's my kitchen, like, go do whatever you want, you know? <laughs> and, and so um, we're cooking the turkey, and all day I'm not really sure if I should really take charge of it or not. And I'm, so every time I want to do something with the turkey, I, I check with somebody. I'm like, should we baste it? Do you think we should baste it? Should we, maybe we should turn it now. Like, let's, should we, it, clearly it was like, yes, Julie, we should turn the turkey, we should baste the turkey. Um, but, but like, I just wanted to check. And then comes the moment, you know, everything is kind of ready. I've mashed the potatoes, you know, with the potato masher. And Levi's mom comes in while I'm doing that and she's a giant pot with the potatoes and I'm mashing them. She goes, that looks like a pain in the ass. <laughs> and I was like, how else do you do it? Um, so I, I never really got the answer to that question, but, um, but anyway, so there comes this moment, the potatoes are finished, the broccoli and cheddar cheese and Ritz crackers are finished, and all the other things are finished, and the turkey, you know, you, it's hard to tell when the turkey is done, and this particular turkey came with like a built-in plastic thermometer that was supposed to pop when the turkey got to a certain temperature, I guess, and I was also unfamiliar with that sort of contraption, and I was like, and it, and it didn't pop. You know, I, I was checking the temperature of the turkey, and you know, I was keeping track of the time and everything, and when I thought the turkey should be done, and it kind of looked like a done turkey, um, the thing had not popped. And so, we're all sort of standing around the oven. It's like everybody comes into the kitchen for this, right? Lisa's there, Levi's mom, and Debbie, his stepmom, and his dad, and Levi, and me, and we're all standing around the oven, and we're kind of hemming and hawing, and I was like, all right, you guys, I'm gonna make an executive decision right now. We're gonna take this turkey out of the oven. And I felt good about it. Like, I felt like I had their support. You know, I didn't feel, I no longer felt like I was bossing them around. I was like, let's do this, okay? Let's take this, let's just, let's make this move. Let's be decisive. We took it out. We let it rest for half an hour, like you're supposed to. And then, uh, and then we sat down to the meal. And, you know, we're eating this meal and we're, we're uh, it's all very quiet, very quiet for a while. Dang. And then, <laughs> and then finally somebody says, this turkey is really good. It's, it's so moist, and the skin is so crispy. And I mean, that is what happens when you cook a turkey in an oven <laughs> and not in a steaming thing. Um, and you know, my favorite part of Thanksgiving, um, what we do in my family, is everybody goes around the table while we're eating and says something that they're thankful for. And it really is my favorite part of Thanksgiving. And Levi's family did not seem to be doing that. And I thought about it, and I was like, oh, well, you know, should I ask them to do this? And then I thought, you know what? The bossy train has arrived at the station, and it's time to get off. <laughs> and so I decided I was not going to force Levi's family to tell me about their gratitude. Um, <laughs> but if we had gone around the table and said what we were thankful for, I would have said that I was thankful that Levi asked me to play such a large role in cooking this meal. Because even though it seemed like a terrible idea at the beginning, um, I think that I was sort of imagining the alternative, you know, which was that I went to their house and, the, and, the, and I had no agency in the kitchen and I was just a guest and this bird was steamed and this 
unfamiliar kitchen appliance and the potatoes were somehow mashed without a masher. And like, I think I would have been really unhappy and very uncomfortable. And I think I would have had a hard time with that. And it would have gone very badly. And so he knows me well enough to know that, you know, I needed to have some agency in the kitchen. And so I was thankful that he asked me to do that. And now, of course, the catch is that every time we go to Idaho for Thanksgiving, I am in charge of the turkey. And the only way that I can get out of cooking a turkey at Thanksgiving is if we go to my mother's house, where she is clearly in charge, and the spices are in alphabetical order. <laughs> that was a story I told live on stage at Backfence PDX. I highly recommend that you attend their next event, which you can find out about at backfencepdx.com. Thank you to Backfence host and creator, Frayne Masters, for being my story coach. If you want to see the video version of this story, it's on our website, destinationdiy.org. And in the spirit of Thanksgiving bossiness, I want to encourage everyone who is cooking a turkey this year to brine the bird. Seriously, you won't be sorry. Just trust me on this. Okay, that's it for now. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.